This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Nadine Dietz, host of CMO Moves. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thanks so much for stopping by today and to give you a quick overview on what to expect. CMO Moves is all about game-changing leaders, their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. I hope you'll enjoy their stories as much as I do and take away a few tips and some inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It is now my extreme honor to do a CMO Moves live episode recording with the distinguished Tim Mapes, Chief Marketing and Communications Officer of Delta Airlines. Tim, hi, and welcome to CMO Moves. Hey, Nadine, how are you? It's great to see you again. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. I'm thrilled you could join us. Thank you so much for being here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. I have so many questions for you. I think the last time I talked to you was probably two months before the pandemic hit, maybe a month or so. And my, how the world has changed. Uh, (laughs) So we have a lot to cover um, and we're going to talk about a lot of different things. But first of all, I thought you've also had quite a bit of change 
within Delta as you've grown your career. And it's been a little while, but relatively recently, you've moved from a CMO role to a CMCO role. Could you take a few minutes and just describe your roles for anyone who's tuning in? Sure. Yeah. I don't know whether we're late to the party or uh, an early vanguard with this, but in May of 2019, we merged two functions, the marketing function, as well as the corporate communications function. And I have the privilege of leading those two groups within Delta. Uh, You know, it's funny, the title CMO is a, a bit silly these days because it's your customers who decide and define really ultimately who you are as a brand. It's certainly not an individual in the context of an airline with 75,000 employees. Uh, But I kind of think of myself as like the chief alignment officer because we have very distinct disciplines, of course, in these different communications. But, you know, candidly for us for a long, long time, they weren't necessarily fully optimized, fully aligned. And I think most people either in a corpcom role or in a marketing role understand, you know, the challenges with that. So, uh, again, I don't know whether we're early or late, but I do know it's already provided us with strong dividends because brands are obviously only as strong as they are consistent. That consistency requires a core strategy, a central voice, and then alignment with all the different, not only communications programs, but more importantly, in a service business, the actual experiences that you would experience from us uh, as Delta. So while they're fun titles, they're, they're in some ways meaningless because it's really about what your customers think, not what you try to promote or say. I love that. And you, and you know what? It's really interesting because it, you said it, I don't know if we're early or late. I will say that a lot of folks are still trying to figure this out, though, because when we just did a recent CMO survey, less than half of the CMOs actually owned communications. So I want to dig into this for just a bit more. How do you actually think about your team if you have a marketing and a communications team reporting into? Can you talk a little bit how you have that structured and how they work together? Sure. We actually have three units. So we have employee communications, which is the internal communications function. We have 75,000 people in 60 countries. So that in and of itself is a fairly substantial undertaking and very different work groups, pilots and flight attendants versus reservations, call centers and and airport workers, things like that. Then we have a traditional marketing communications function that does all the things you would expect of advertising, sponsorship, promotions, and then a corporate communications function, which is a different professional discipline still that deals with media interactions uh, in the event of either positive or, or negative things that could go on here. I think the way that, that I often say that I think about it personally is we brand from the inside out. One of the interesting things about an airline and a service business, at least ours, is you don't have management personnel sitting looking over the shoulder of the flight attendant who's serving you, the pilot who's operating the aircraft, the reservations agent who's taking perhaps your call, or, or in so many other instances, it's, it's kind of the world's largest in a way, unsupervised workforce, because it's people out doing great things because they're inspired to do so. So when we think about branding from the inside out is what role do we play as a communications function in inspiring discretionary effort? Each one of 75,000 people at Delta every day, and it's true for so many other businesses, but you get to decide how much of yourself you're going to bring to that job that day. And if your company hasn't given you a reason to bring 100% of yourself, then guess what? The customer is not going to get 100% of the person who's standing before them. So we're big believers that we take good care of Delta people. Delta people will therefore take better care of the customer. And as a brand, it gets stronger as a result of the experience you get from our people, not about the messaging. The messaging's clearly still got to be the truth well told, to steal a line from uh, McCann Erickson years ago. 
Uh, and facts do matter within that in the context of honorable and integrity in, in journalism. Uh, but ultimately, it's really what are our people doing every day that really bring the brand to life? And if we don't have the hearts and the minds of our employees, we don't have any. I could not agree with you more. And I'm going to quote a culture expert for a moment, Mr. Stan Slap. And anybody who's tuned in to see Momuza before, they may have heard me say this before, but it's my favorite culture line on the planet. If you can't sell it inside, you can't sell it outside. And what a year we just went through, too, in terms of employees being concerned about everything in terms of health, in terms of wellness, in terms of stability, in terms of integrity, honesty, equality. And I don't know how one separates that internally and externally rather than being true to your values, your purpose, your mission. So when you think about that at Delta, I mean, obviously purpose, social responsibility was a major topic of 2020. How do you see sustainability and DEI initiatives taking flight in 2021? Well, obviously, both of those are more important than ever. In fact, I think it's all too easy for brands to succumb to the temptation of focusing on the what and forgetting about the why. And we spend a lot of time at Delta on the why. And you just mentioned two of the most significant areas where we're not happy with ourselves yet. We're very much a work in progress, as many people are. But we do believe that the path to the rightful destination involves transparency and honesty, because you first have to, to your point around Stan, and I've had dinner with Stan he also believes, by the way, to get culture right, it takes about eight years. So this is not an exercise that takes place overnight. It certainly hasn't at, at Delta. But I, I think to your point around diversity and inclusion, we believe that no one better connects the world than Delta Airlines. We can't do that if we don't reflect the world, if we don't respect the world. And if the 75,000 people who are here every day who have the privilege of serving you don't reflect the world, how on earth could people who are homogenous best serve people in India, people in Brazil, people in Australia, people in China? The answer is you can't because of the cultural norms, mores, everything else. So diversity is a strength. And, and DE&I, it isn't obviously numbers. It's really a back to heart because what we're about is people, people before profits. Ed, our CEO, has been uh, saying quite a bit. And it's not BS, candidly. I mean, it's just legitimately the way this place operates. And it's what so many of us find inspiring about being here every day sustainability is more recent. It was about a year ago in two weeks that we made the commitment to be the first global carbon neutral airline in the world. It's at least a billion dollar commitment over the next 10 years, at least that. And it's a hell of a challenge, right? I mean, this is an airline that burns fossil fuels uh, right now while the technology is what it is. So offsets clearly, but we got to do a lot more than that. It's whether it's sustainable aviation, hydrogen's getting a lot of attention right now. And whatever that technology is, we not only need to adopt it, we need to fund it and support it. So we're an investor in those areas. And we need to because our customers and our employees are increasingly demanding it of us. It isn't just that it's altruism. It's no doubt commercialism. People will choose brands that best reflect their values. And we want to head the list. And, and we're quite clear on what our own values are. We spend a lot of time with our customers on what they want to see us do. I call it listen, respond, listen. And once we know that, it's really about your commitment to act on it, not just listen, but to actually go do something about it. Oh, my gosh. You have summarized that brilliantly because I'll, I'll tell you, yesterday afternoon, we hosted a symposium for sustainability. We had a number of leading chief sustainability officers, chief brand officers, chief marketing officers join us to discuss exactly what you're talking about. It's not a choice for brands anymore. It's do or die because your consumers will call you out 
and they'll make choices and find alternatives if you don't address the issue. So I, I'm glad you, you said that. Thank you very much. So we were talking about what 2021 is going to look like. And I know that you and your entire team at Delta have traditionally used something called a flight plan for your activities. What is a flight plan for you? And do you, how are you thinking about that for 2021? Yeah, so for the for the benefit of the audience, a flight plan is what our pilots would use to operate an aircraft between two points. It involves everything from altitude, speed, destination, direction, and 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 the factors, weather, and other things that that would affect. And you could use that hopefully as a parable to understand it's the equivalent of a business plan. For us, 2021 is just a bit of uh, you know who knows, right? Uh, you know you've got to make commitments to Wall Street. You have to be honest with yourself about the challenges, but I. I think you also have to be an optimist to, to be in our business and to be in our businesses, you know, brands, communications, uh, culture, things like we're talking about. To me, if you're not optimistic and passionate about it, you're in the wrong line of work because this stuff's tough anyway. Uh, and I think posers are, are found pretty quickly. It comes down to authenticity and genuineness. Uh, and I think passion is, is, to me, marketing's fifth gear. If you're into it and you're going to bring extra energy and enthusiasm, you're going to make the right types of things happen. And so as we look at 2021, the first quarter is largely like a continuation. Somebody told me the other day, the first quarter of 2021 is like a 15-month 2020. It more looks like last year than, than maybe what we hope the end of this year will be. But I think the second half as vaccinations come online uh, as what proportion of the population who will have had COVID ultimately has the antibodies. And, and candidly, if you track the research, uh, there's this great concept of revenge spending, right? Americans, by their nature, are optimists and tend to want to look forward and plan. Happiness comes from the ability to plan. And what we've all been denied for the last 12 months is the ability to plan ahead. Or if you had, you had your plans dashed, worse yet. Uh, so, you know, I think we're watching our traffic at Delta.com up 40% year over year. There's clearly people who are traveling. We carry over a million people a week, but there's many, many more right on the sidelines, ready to jump in the moment that they feel safe to, to do so. And, and Delta used to have a tagline, Delta is ready when you are. We've, we've employed that over the last 12 months because the virus will tell us when people are ready to travel, not us telling you, hey, come travel. Quite the opposite. The, the money and the power is in the hands of the consumer. Ours is to just simply ensure that we will provide you with the safest, most operationally reliable and healthiest uh, environment when you do choose to travel. Yeah. And in one of your value statements, it's all around harness innovation and agility. Let's talk about innovation for a moment. <clears throat> so I understand that you and your CEO spent quite a bit of time in order to pivot last year and have really come up with some interesting solutions and some things that will roll out this year. Do you want to talk about that innovation? Well, sure. Yeah, we did the keynote at, uh, at CES last year. Ed Bastian, our CEO, did a brilliant job expressing that. And we went from feeling awfully smart and on top of the world to feeling awfully dumb by, by March, because no matter how much belief you have in, in a plan, uh, I think Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the nose. Well, you know, 2020 punched us in the nose because we had a, a brilliant plan. But I'll, I'll boil it down into simple terms. Maybe everybody in your audience can relate to because you all travel and I hope travel with us. Our Wi-Fi on Delta has been insufficient in terms of its operational reliability, its bandwidth. You couldn't stream 
And so we've made a commitment that not only are we going to address that, that when we have addressed it, it's going to be free. So we talked about that at CES. We only recently, I think in the last four weeks, made some public announcements around Viasat coming in as a supplier to Delta. And the installation of one of the interesting things that this pandemic has provided is we have 30% of the typical demand we have. So call it 70% of our operation is on the ground right now. Um, those planes are sitting there. Well, it's a brilliant time to install new Wi-Fi on planes that are sitting there because one of the largest costs in doing that is what's called aircraft out of service time. Planes make money when they're in the air, not when they're sitting on the ground. So if you got 70% of your fleet sitting on the ground, pretty damn good time to install this entirely new, faster, bigger bandwidth Wi-Fi system. And so if you take that out into digital, you know, it's certainly people don't want to touch things now. So the mobile app is critical and you're seeing innovation roll out there. The in-flight entertainment systems will continue to grow more robust with the streaming wars that are out there and the content uh, challenges that are out there. We carry an audience bigger than Comcast. On a typical year, we carry 200 million people who are looking at a screen right in front of them. Uh, pretty tough to look for different options as to what you want to do. It's really what you're going to watch, not are you going to watch. So we have amazing opportunities to just, again, listen, respond, listen. What is it we're doing right with customers that they like? How do you accentuate the positives? But we spend a lot of time, a million people a year write in and write letters of complaint to Delta. And every one of those is a gift. Because if you cared enough to take the time to write to us and complain about an issue, then it's really about us listening with the intent to respond with an action to change that. Uh, and we're all about listening with an intent to act. So there's just all of these inputs that isn't just innovation for the sake of yay us innovation. It's innovation that really is pointed at what it is customers are telling us they value, would change behaviors toward, and, and ultimately, in most instances, the business pay for. Um, and so we, we respond to that as fast as we're able with innovations that are designed to best meet the needs of what customers tell us they want. So thank you for that. And, and actually, as you were sharing that, a question came into the chat window and it was about your marketing and touch points with your consumers. And they were asking if your magazine was going to continue. So as an important touch point with consumers. Well, as I said, people don't want to touch anything. Sky Magazine was extremely well-read. In fact, it was more well-read than two of the largest business publications with over 5 million monthly readers. I mean, it was an extremely well-read magazine, but it takes trees to make a magazine. And if you're a digital airline of the future, you have to ask yourself, do you want all that weight that contributes to carbon uh, emissions? And that is something at the moment people don't want to touch. So in my mind, as we're sitting here right now, because my name is, is on one of those pages, no, it's not coming back. We will find digital equivalents and certainly new means uh, of conveying that information. You can go on our website right now and get travel information and destination information and things like that. So we'll get innovative and creative in a next generation of that, but I don't think it will be in the seat back in front of you. That's a very interesting answer. Thank you so much for, for taking that question. Back to my questions. How about that? I always have to ask my guests on CMO Moves. Did you ever think you'd be a chief marketing and communications officer when you first set out in your career? You know, I, I was so grateful that I could wear a suit and be in an air-conditioned office and, and be in a kind of uh, fake white-collar role. That was as big as I dreamed. I heard a great line from Lynn manuel Miranda when he was asked about Hamilton. He said, I didn't dream big enough. 
I didn't dream big enough. But I will also tell you that, that my orientation has never been about titles. It's really been about being able to do the best job I can in the task that, that I'm given. And I'll, I'll share a different thing, too, on that. What's fascinating to me, I will be here in May, 29 years at, at Delta. So if you stay in any one place long enough, maybe you, you grow into these types of roles. And I'm just lucky to have, have done that. But the people who actually helped me early in my career tended to be people who recognized and pulled you up in an enterprise, which is why DE&I is a passion for me, is you know, there's got to be some help. Somebody's got to care. Somebody's got to engage. Somebody's got to personally commit to doing something about the injustices that have existed, not just for 40 years, but for 400 years. And, and we, I want to be one of those people. But what's fascinating to me is while that was the dynamic early in my career, what pulled you up with somebody north of you in the organization, you know, kind of helping, it's the exact opposite right now. What propels me in the role that I'm in is the people on our team every single day who just do absolutely amazing things. And I think you have to be smart enough to understand that's how it works, right? No one person is an airline, right? There's 75,000 of us all doing different things. Well, no one person is the Delta brand and no one person can do employee engagements, corporate communications, marketing. So I certainly didn't dream big enough. But again, as I said, the, the power here is in the hands of the customer. It's not in, in marketing people. So if you could offer any advice for someone who who may actually be dreaming big and they want this role. What are some critical things you learned along the way that might be helpful to someone else? Well, this, this will sound maybe a bit odd, but some of the biggest things that have gone on to strengthen the Delta brand haven't had anything to do with, with my team. Uh, you know, when we made Ed Bastian, our CEO, after the Parkland shooting in Florida said, hey, our values aren't for sale. We lost a $40 million tax benefit to the state of Georgia by removing a, a benefit to, to the NRA. Uh, and his point was, OK, we'll lose the $40 million tax benefit, but we're not going to support uh, the organization that at the time had said some really poorly chosen words or right after the Parkland shooting. Well, most recently and what we're doing right now, taking the middle seats, blocking them. Uh, at a time when really you need every dollar in your enterprise. And this is kind of a long-winded way of saying the strength of this brand isn't in comms. It's in, in those instances, management decision-making. It's who we are. So I would say to somebody who's interested in, in becoming a, a CMO or ascending into roles of increasing responsibility, first and foremost, make sure you're in a place there where the values reflect your values and, and where there are decisions and actions, more importantly, that reflect those values that is so evident in society today, right? We all know if you watch the Harris poll or you watch for your proprietary research, secondary research, we know what's on the minds of people today. Is your company, is your brand literally committing to those things and doing something about it? If you are, you're fortunate. If they're not, you ought to get the hell out of wherever you are because life's too short. People are too talented, uh, this work is too hard to be anywhere other than a place that rewards the very things that I think we know customers want and we know employees want. So, for, so by God, let's let's go do that. Let's go give that to them. Great advice, Tim. And, you know, I was thinking about while you were saying that we have a, quite a large executive mentor program and we have 250 mentors on it. And we've we graduated 350 mentees last year. And that was a very common question from everyone. What do I do if I'm in a role that I'm not happy in? The answer is leave. Now, it's not that easy, but you should be happy. You should be fulfilled. You should have some connection between your personal purpose and the brand's values. Um, and I know authenticity is, 
is very important to you. You mentioned it earlier, but it's something you really strongly live by. Uh, so any last tips, if somebody's in that situation, like what should they ask themselves? Well, you, I, I go back to, you know, brands are as strong as they are consistent. And, and when there's dissonance between either yourself and the culture of your organization or the brand promise and the actual delivery or the customer experience in the form of the product, to the extent that there's inconsistency there, there there's a famous saying, nothing kills a bad product faster than good advertising. We're here in Atlanta and have the, the privilege of being around a lot of the legends of the civil rights movement. And we had Andrew Young here speaking uh, a week ago, and he had this amazing story. We asked him the question, if you're ever encountering a situation where you're going to take on a difficult circumstance with somebody who holds an opinion other than those that you hold, what do you do? How do you go at that? And he's, of course, former UN ambassador. He was on Delta's board for a while, mayor of Atlanta, and a host of other things. And his answer was, I listen. If you think about that and how we're all so busy seeking to get somebody else to understand without first seeking to understand uh, or to be understood before you're first seeking to, to understand yourself, you couldn't do these things. But I think being true to yourself, knowing yourself, and I, I don't mean to get all I, right? I mean, this is our culture is, is a big team, little me kind of a culture. So it's not about I, but it is about alignment of values and, and alignment of behaviors, because when those things are consistent, decision-making moves quicker. It's the power of trust and the accelerator that is trust. And when they're not, it's just, it's exhausting, right? I mean, who wants to work as hard as we all work to be at a place that isn't really legitimately concerned with the topics that we're talking about? And, and more importantly, and more optimistically, how lovely it is when you are in a place where the place is that committed to those things, because it just is, it's so empowering and, and uplifting. Very well said. Thank you very much. Uh, and I agree wholeheartedly. So Unfortunately, we have only one question left, but I'm really happy to ask you this question because this is your first official appearance on CMO Moves and everybody has to answer this question on CMO Moves. Fantastic. So if money and talent were of no object and you can't answer what you're doing now, that's not allowed in this game, uh, what would you be doing? I would be a film director. Uh, I've always been fascinated by the power of communication. So I knew I would be in some form or fashion. I took a film class uh, in college and, and I remember the instructor vividly saying, you don't see anything on screen that a director didn't intend for you to see. There are no accidents. And I'm sure there's, there's always mistakes in films. But that idea of intentionality and, and deliberateness and, and the power of storytelling uh, in all of its forms, right? Whether it's audio, whether it's a podcast, whether it's film, whether it's uh, video and, and, and the written word, right? I mean, I, I just think the power of communication to change the world, there is no doubt that that exists. Listen to Dr. King's speech in Washington, D.C. Listen to the poet at President Biden's in, inauguration. I mean, what we do is pretty damn cool. Absolutely. And, and you know what? One of these days, I'm actually going to take that article I wrote, The Secret Dreams of CMOs. I'm going to turn it into a book because the answers I get from each of my guests are so fascinating. They weave together in this incredible story. So stay tuned. And the uh, funny thing is none of us are doing probably what we really want to be doing. Is that the lesson of your book? Pretty much. I, I, I designed a story around what would happen if everybody lived out their secret dreams and wrote kind of like a short script around it. But um, maybe you can you can produce my film and film the film for me. So count on, on it. All right. Well, very good. Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure to have you on CMO Moves. 
Thank you so much, Nadine. Again, great to see you again, and I hope I'll get to uh, see you soon. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, I would love your help in sharing CMO Moves with one of your friends or colleagues who you think might enjoy it too. And if you have time, I would really love your review or ratings on Apple or SoundCloud. So thanks again and have a great day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.